Hello everyone, this is Burn Beauty 2018, and I hope you are tuning in tonight for Burned Ambition because I'm super excited to have Amber Wilcox on tonight. You may not know her name, you know a lot of what she does, and I'm going to let her tell you about it. Um, she is a burn survivor and a yoga instructor, and she and I, I have known each other for just as Burn Beauty and, and knowing her on Instagram. But then I found a closer relationship with her through the support group that the Phoenix Society is on the second and fourth Monday of every month. And um, she is involved in that. And again, she's a burn survivor, yoga instructor, and marketing professional. I am bringing her on now. Say to Amber Wilcox. Hi, Amber. Hi, how are you? I am doing very well. I'm so happy to have you on tonight. I'm happy to be here. It's so good to see oh, people are everyone on. on as well. You're popular. <laughs> You're popular. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Look. <laughs> hey, Jeanette. <laughs> It's already going crazy. It's going crazy. Hi from Philly. Hey, Asus. Hey there. Okay, so hello. And we'll take other and I am there. Hello, Phoenix Society. Uh, Say that one. Um, well, it's at the bottom of the screen, or it's supposed to be. So right now, <laughs> okay. I would love to hear your story. The only thing that I know about you um, is that you're awesome and in the support group. And now you've told me that you, I know you're a burn survivor, but you said you were um, burned with hot, um, hot caramel. That is correct. Yeah. So uh, I, story. Yeah, I was burned with hot caramel um, in April of 2020. Uh, it was the beginning of the COVID pandemic. And uh, I was in my kitchen making, uh, you know, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people just were motivated to make stuff at home and stay in their kitchen. And uh, I was one of those people. And I had this bright idea. I think we had been watching a lot of cooking shows at the time. And I thought, I'm going to make this extravagant pie for my husband. And I'm going to put this, you know, it was like a, pudding pie and I was going to put some drizzle of caramel over the top. Well, I'd never made caramel before. Um, I was cooking in my kitchen at the time. Um, I wanted to make it authentically. So put, you know, the sugar in and mix it up and um, place the sugar in a glass baking dish. And at that point, um, the instructions had told me to put it in kind of a glass jar. And so I instinctively kind of grabbed a glass dish and put the hot caramel in there. And unfortunately, um, what I didn't know at the time and, uh, it's important for me to share my story for this reason is that glass when it gets too hot can explode um the hot liquid in that glass um exploded all over my hands and both legs um, resulting in about 20 percent of my body uh being burned uh from the waist down of in the hot glass yeah so the heat in the glass um caused it to explode the glass shattered um and that hot sticky caramel um, was what stuck to both of my legs and, and both hands at the time. So uh, as you can imagine, it was not a pleasant experience. The no. hot caramel did stick. 
Um, and I was burned a uh, second and third degree burns on, on my legs and my hands. So uh, definitely important to share my story, to let others know, to be careful in the kitchen. Uh, caramel is, is hot, um, but it also is sticky and the sugar um, is what really made it worse for my, for my legs. Um, yeah. Did it, did it cool? Did it, did it like, I can, I can picture it like hitting and being hot and then yeah. cooling and being stuck. Correct. Um, and at that time, so I was, you know, screaming and kind of running all over the house and my husband was in the shower. So um, there's some trauma there, right. Of, of my husband having been in the shower and uh, hearing me scream, right. There's for a while, I think we had to kind of stay quiet when both of us were showering because um, that the idea of somebody making a noise outside of the shower was traumatic for him. Uh, oh. But um, yeah, so he called 911, threw me in the shower. Um, at the time, the 911 operator told him to put me in uh, the like the in the water um, because when we tried to wipe off the caramel, my skin was coming with it. So. Um, Unfortunately, uh, yeah, the cold water, as as you may already know, Tanya, when you are um, burned, you know, that layer of your skin that protects you from the heat, um, kind of, th there's that element of heat that, that basically is gone. Uh, so putting me in a cold shower at the time was actually adverse um, in terms of the fact that they were worried that I was going to have like hypothermia because of, you know, being in the cold water um, and being burned at the time. So uh, it, it wasn't what probably should have happened, but it was what we knew and what we were told to do at the time. Um, yeah, I would have definitely gone for water if I could have. I just- To get it off. I, yeah. I, I didn't have the wits about me, you know, when I ran, I ran by the outdoor. Right. Bigot that I, you know, you don't, I didn't have the-, the You don't think when that happens, you're just, you know, your, your first instinct is to get rid of whatever's happening. And yeah, uh, and I'm sure my husband would have used water as well, mm -hmm. but I had made it too far and he right. took off his jacket. And that would, that's the best case scenario, y'all, is mm. to um, extinguish the flames. Mm. You know, I know that's true when you have accelerant on your body, but I've never really thought about something like hot caramel, you know, mm. that true for that too that yeah yeah so i have what's called a scald burn right so right. uh there are burn survivors that have hot water burns um you know mine happens to be hot caramel but um in this situation with hot, like a liquid sticking like that um it took a, a bit right it's it set in more because it was that hot sticky liquid um unfortunately that is so that that that's um you know this there's so many common commonalities and one that i notice is the i guess you call it the freak accident mm. component of yeah. of some of the stories you know because we all we know i've had i, I have plenty of friends who were in house fires and or car fires and we understand that but I have so many that were in the you don't expect it you don't see it coming it's something mm -hmm. that you do every day or mm -hmm. maybe you don't make caramel pie every day but something <laughs> in the kitchen I won't make it again that's for sure <laughs> that's pretty extra <laughs> 
pie is extra. I bet that would have been delicious. <laughs> but yeah, that's, but it's that kind of thing that we don't think about. Mm. So what, how did it, how was your treatment? How did it go? Like you? Yeah. Yeah. So I stayed at uh, Orlando, Orlando Regional Medical Center. So um, at the time, uh, we still live in Ormond Beach, Florida. So we're about an hour and a half from Orlando. So there isn't a burn center. And I, and I know this happens with a lot of burn survivors where um, there isn't a burn center, you know, close in within 20 minutes or so. So it was an hour and a half. Uh, so my husband did have to commute back and forth every day, which was tough. Uh -huh. um, I spent a remarkably short time in the burn center. Um, but I will say that once I was released, uh, we believe to this day that, you know, I was released because I was able to, right, to, um, my husband was able to take care of me. Uh, but I think we were so excited to go home at the time. And then we got out and we were like, oh my goodness, what did we do? Um, so I would say yeah. um, I spent six, six, seven days in the, I think it was six nights, uh, seven days in the uh, burn center, returned home. Uh, and that was not the end of my healing. Um, I had, a uh, large skin graft from my hip to my knee on my right leg um, that was from all that caramel. I did have second degree burns on the rest of my legs and then both hands were completely burned at the time. Um, so I was, you know, bandaged up. I, I took a picture of my legs and remember like, I look like, I thought I look like a mummy, right? And my legs were wrapped from, um, and at the time, you know, my husband came that evening to the hospital and said like, we both expected it to be quick and Oh, I was just, you know, it was just a, burn, a quick burn, right? I'll be out of the hospital tomorrow. And it was then that it said, oh, no, you're going to need some surgery. <laughs> you are going to be here for some time and you have a lot of recovery ahead of you, um, which I'm sure you can, can relate to that, right? Of Yeah. For didn't sure. expect this to be. I was, as, uh, I'm sorry, was. y'all, you know, my, my nose runs up. Pardon me, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying yet. <laughs> I cry a lot, but I'm not crying yet, y'all. Um, so I, you know, I remember my husband saying, I was already in a coma, but my husband saying that he had it in his mind. He knew I was badly burned, but in his mind, he thought maybe it would be, you know, a week or two and right. then I would get out. And he kept asking doctors and things. And I think maybe that they just um, kind of, I think he heard what he wanted to, maybe mm -hmm. because you know how it is when you're in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in reality, I needed to be there for months and months. But he thought, you know, after a couple of weeks, then, you know, he tells me he was very, he paid a lot of attention to what was being done. So he would be able to take care of me. And it sounds like your husband was able to take care of you because that's key. There's so much. We have that in common for sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I have the skin graft, right, uh, that, you know, was put on. And um, I also had some large stitches that instead of giving me a graft on my hip, they cut out a big part of, you know, the skin on my hip and just sewed it back together. Um, so there was kind of stitches there, there was a skin graft, and then I had, um, some pig skin grafts all over my left leg, um, which were, you know, I became a vegetarian after, <laughs> after that, because it, uh, yeah, I, 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 I was, too much. 
did I get pig skin or fish skin? You just made, I said mm-hmm, that I can't remember what yeah. it was. I was a vegetarian years ago. My daughter's vegan, but I haven't gone back <laughs> yet. I well, I went vegetarian after that because uh, uh, <laughs> the pig skin was enough to gross me out for for life. So it, uh, it hurt. Oh no, wait, mine wasn't. Mine was some kind of artificial skin, and I just remembered that it hurt more than the other. It was itchy. And it was, you could see through it. So even though I had this painful graft on my chin, they still needed to come back and get a layer, a top layer of skin. They couldn't get a full thickness graft off of mm. the problem. They had already taken on my skin, literally. Right, right. Uh, and uh, so I understand that. I think those artificial skins can be very painful. Mm. Uh, the pig skin was itchy. So, so um, my husband called it pork grinds um, as a joke right (laughs) (laughs) but it was very it smelled like pork it was gross it um, was it was hard right it was it was like this hardened skin that you know it did help your your second degree burns heal but um it wasn't it wasn't an experience that I enjoyed by any means um and I did give myself skin so my left leg did give my right leg um Skin. So I had a skin graft on my right leg, and then my left leg was um, where they took the skin from. But then the second degrees, you know, needed some some additional help there. Oh, they used the pig skin for that. I, I don't think I had any second degree, so I'm not familiar with it. So that's important. So that's get, that gets treated differently. It's not just yeah. In my case, it it was treated with a um, something that I guess from what they described to me is to help it heal. Right, it expedited the healing along a little bit faster with the pig skin. So um my lower parts of my leg got the pig skin because that's where the second you know the hot caramel exploded right into my lap almost i wasn't sitting but it kind of went down so my hands and the top of my thighs got the brunt of everything um and then it dripped down which is what the, the uh, second degree happened i i can picture because you know y'all i i cook but uh, when I was younger I, I was still learning to cook mm. and I once set a Pyrex dish on a, on the on the stove mm-hmm. on the burner and uh didn't realize the burner was on right mm. like an electric stove and I think I turned the burner on for it to heat up since it wasn't gas and then somehow set the burner on it and my husband went to the stove mm exploded the glass exploded and that was when mm-hmm. I learned that I I would have never thought of the um hot caramel making the glass explode I would have never and and that's the kind of thing we need to talk about that people mm-hmm. need to know you know mm-hmm. that, um it's just not something you would think of and mm-hmm. importantly what I heard was do not put water on your mm-hmm. on your skin um but so many people do and i will tell you another thing though if you're engulfed in flames and water is the only option take the take the water you know, <laughs> definitely you know, yeah definitely but generally from everyone i've heard speak it does more water does more damage than i think yeah in terms of in my case i had already been burned but putting the water on that already burned skin um kind of had like an adverse effect. And, and the second part of that was right. I was then sitting like drenched because I had clothes on. So I was soaking wet. 
with cold water in a in a shower with burns all over my body. So you know, the hour and a half ride to Orlando. <laughs> shower okay that's what that makes total sense you screamed he's in the shower you get in the shower to go off and then yeah. an hour and a half to the third yeah and so the ambulance uh i'll never forget because i did visit uh the the paramedics that helped save me um the the ambulance ride over there i think it was 95 degrees in the ambulance with the heat on so of course the the paramedic was you know drenched in sweat but it was because i was shivering and had blankets on even um even with right the injury so uh, temperature right without that correct yeah you had we had i had a difficult time controlling my temperature because of the burn and um, I'm so sorry. I'm so sniffly, y'all. I'm so sniffly. <laughs> it's, it's a thing. I don't know what to do about it. But um, um, so you you were in for six days, and then they do the surgeries right then with the PIC scan, or did you come back and do them outpatient? Yeah. So in that six days, I did have my initial skin graft surgery. So you know the the donor skin and the PIC scan. Um, and then uh, I did uh, have an issue with my right leg, the skin graft, a certain area where it, we think it was deeper, um, didn't hold. So the, it bled underneath it. And so um, I did go back in May of that year to get a second graft. It was rather small, but it was to cover an area that was just struggling to heal. Um, yeah. I totally understand that. And um, let me see. I have one comment. My sis was badly burned from hot microwave water across her chest. Still mm. badly from years ago. I can imagine. Mm. You know, we all do. These are things that we do and we're not processing it, you know, like, and you don't even know mm. that the, how bad it is. I don't think I ever realized how bad burns were. Did, did you like how no. bad it really is? Um, no, we talk about that all the time. And my husband and I, right, like when it first happened, um, not realizing the immense amount of challenges, right, just as a survivor that we go through that even after the injury for how many years out, right, there are still complications and things that happen as survivors that, um, or how many surgeries, right, we have after the fact um, through our healing. Yeah, there's like what what I'm doing right now. Like I was fine, mm. and now I have an eye that wants to run and a nose. And this is not normal people things, okay? <laughs> and this is some kind of burn survivor thing. So right, there's right. always um, something, but always just keep going, just keep mm. going. Mm. So, okay, you you had your grass place. Mm. Um, when was this? When was your accident? Yeah, so my accident was April of 2020. Okay. Uh, so right at the beginning of COVID, uh, which, okay. yeah, they were, they were telling people not to be really in the hospital much. So my husband, um, couldn't spend a lot of time with me. You know, he, he was able to be there during the day, but normally you know, they used to allow folks at night. So he, he was tough. gone. Mm -hmm. So that was tough, uh, feeling, you know, scared in a hospital. And I think to this day, um, I hate the hospital. I don't know about you, but, um, I've developed this fear of going into the hospital we we're talking about that with someone the other day mm -hmm. you know, about <laughs> the fear of the hospital and not going in mm -hmm. um, you know and I, I guess that's part of our ptsd you know i'm not a, yeah. a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist but i'm 
living it. And just like I had COVID, I got out of the hospital before COVID started, but I was having surgeries. Mm -hmm. And then um, I came home and they said, okay, no more surgeries. So I sat around getting depressed Mm. and uh, got that. Can relate. And, um, you know, um, I sat around being depressed and somehow managed to get COVID anyway. Mm. I didn't want to go to the hospital, even though I was terribly sick. I was delusional. Mm. I wasn't getting enough oxygen. oxygen. Mm. And then I got admitted and had to stay for a week by myself. So when you say that your husband couldn't come at night, that just tears at my heart because it was Mm. so scary for me. Um, Mm. Part of the way I got through um, was my husband being there like 24 seven mm. and oh sorry guys. And that was part of, it was like, I was scared. Mm. Was, right. Yeah. Really yeah. Had to be brave to do that. And I bet they shortened your stay as well because of COVID. Um, yeah. So, and I didn't want to be there. Right. I was like, I'm young. I can do it. I know. Oh, thank you, Yolanda. Uh, yeah. I, I, thought I'm young I don't I don't want to be here and then we got home and you know I'm not sure what your recovery was was like but mine you know say again oh I asked if you were terrified well um I think we were originally really excited there's a video I have of me like ringing the bell in the burn unit like oh my gosh I'm ready to go home I can't wait um party time and then we got home and we were like oh boy what did we get ourselves into um I remember we did we had like three hours of dressing changes in the morning and night sometimes, right? And so, and we, and my husband worked in between there. So, um, yeah, so we had home health care. Um, but I, I think one of the biggest challenges I see in just in my, in my recovery was the home health care in my area wasn't versed in taking care of burn survivors. No, they are not. So that is a huge huge subject that you just hit on. Mm. They are, I happened to get a nurse that had some experience mm. on the burn unit, but, um, you know, I needed physical therapist and therapist and they were not versed in the particulars of, you know, skin grafts and what you do to, you know, to work yeah. and teach us how to walk again. And our, it's and frustrating. Our, yeah. Their, very yeah fun. yeah and so we just at one point you know I felt more comfortable with my husband doing my dressing changes than my home health care and so I heavily relied on my husband during that time because I I trusted him right he knew me he knew when I said stop I didn't I didn't want to continue right. going and so I think for me it was you know that, that's a lot on him too and I'm sure you know you talk about your husband as well and so I think that's know give them credit for all that they have also been through and and done i know he has been through a lot himself and and really took on a huge role during that time absolutely so our caregivers you know we we haven't really talked about them that much i talk about my husband a lot but i've never really been able to articulate the toll that Mm -hmm. i feel like it's taken on and because it's still there, still not crying yet, but um, you know, it's um, it's a big, big order. It's a tall order that they they are 
your whoever it is that is at home what do you takes on because mm. for me it was dressing changes and my lungs had to be suctioned and seriously it was like that I was terrified that's why I asked mm. her scared to go home I was excited yeah then I was like oh my god what you know what were I thinking a suction machine for my lungs I had a drink and, and right and I can't walk really I, I can walk three steps and and my husband was excited. We're going home. I've got this. I've got mm-hmm. you. Just like, and I'm like, hey, right? <laughs> you know? Right. You just party time, right? I get to go home. I don't have to be in the hospital bed anymore. And it sounds like a great thing to be with my dog and, you know, all of the things. But um, yeah. then it happens and you you think, oh, my goodness, what did I do? <laughs> Um, no, going to do, but you know the day is going to come for you if you're in the hospital right now or mm-hmm. if it happens to you the day is going to come and I doubt it's going to it's going to even if it's not there, you're, there's going to be some doubts that you might have about mm-hmm. going up you know it's not complete institutionalization but to a degree it is your safety and your comfort and now you're going home and what about all these changes and I take mm-hmm. the house out of bed and mm-hmm. how do I how do I do this? How do we do how this? do I adapt? Yeah. How, yeah, yeah I'll how never forget we... my husband wanted to to buy me a toilet seat, right? Like a, the you know, an elderly yes. Oh no, the um the like the handles, right, on either side of your toilet. And I was like, I'm I don't need that, right? I've like I've seen those in like nursing homes. Like I don't need that. Um, and I'll never forget. I was like, no, I'm, I'm under 30. Like that, I can't have that. Um, but, <laughs> but I <still> use mine. <laughs> it's a lot more uh, convenient than sitting up late. <laughs> but I, I remember because I was so mortified at the idea of needing these things at my age and, and it helped. Yeah, right. Because, but, yeah. um, and it, it, made made us feel safe right but it's still a because you know i couldn't sit i you know my my burns are all over both of my legs um and so it was hard to sit down uh, uh but i remember just being like you know this is a big life change that i'm going through right now and it's a it's, lot to, to think about it's a big deal and you just have to do it i know you're a lot you're young and and a lot younger than than i am and um so it I, it has to affect you differently because you're at a different place. I mean, it's still scary no matter what age you are. No matter what age. But for me, I was like, tall potty seat, that is dope. Get me, <laughs> get me that, right? <laughs> My daughter went out the night I came home and she went and bought me one and brought it mm-hmm. back. And I was like, what is this? But it gave me freedom. It did. I, I could go to the bathroom by myself. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Go to the bathroom by myself before that. So, mm-hmm. um, the, the 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 whole thing. I guess we'll leave this point with, you mm-hmm. know, when you go home, it may be a little scary. Mm-hmm. Trust your caregiver mm-hmm. because um, they're in the hospital with you. And I noticed. Mm-hmm that my husband was laser focused on everything mm. that was being done. And the nurses, even, you know, before we left, they stopped and they took time and they worked with him. And said, mm. this is how you do this. Cause he had no medical background. Mm. Yeah, neither did mine. And I would say my nurses and doctors were some of the best people. Right. And I truly 
am so grateful for them because that experience was just one like no other. And I think it's it's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what did you do after you got, how long did it take to heal? I mean, how long did you heal? Yeah. yeah so as you know, I'm a, a yoga teacher, uh, uh, but I wasn't a yoga teacher before uh, I was, before my injury, I was avidly focused on uh, working out and health and getting, you know, to the gym or to the yoga studio. And so I took hot yoga. Um, so I Girl, was all in. <laughs> after you got burned? Uh, before I got burned. Oh, okay. I just... but, but, but I will tell you, I have gone back. Um, I love it, <laughs> but, but, uh, it hits differently now than it did before. I won't lie. <laughs> um, but I'll never forget, right. Getting home from the hospital and I couldn't even, you know, when you put your, put your leg up on your knee, they make you kind of, you know, do your figure four. Um, and I'll never forget just like crying because I couldn't do that. And that was like such a simple thing to do before my injury. That's, um yeah and so any level like i wasn't um into yoga but for me not being able to like i still don't drive y'all mm. i still don't because i don't have enough i can't really turn this way and mm. have medication i just don't think you know it's not it's just not something i can do and my hands are not right and things like that so when you have those issues it's just like you think you can do something and you go to do it because you're mm. not, it hasn't, you haven't processed it yet, mm. right? So when you go to try Absolutely. to put your knees on your arms and it doesn't happen, it's a super disappointment. So how did you deal with it? Like, because now you're an instructor. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, I'll never forget, my husband put me in front of the, the TV, uh, sat me down on a chair and said, you are going to do chair yoga. You're going to sit here and you're going to do it. And uh, I was resistant, right? I didn't want to. So I think my lesson for the caregivers out there would be uh, to keep pushing us, right? Like we know our limits, but also uh, I think there was a the part of me that just was afraid, right? And fearful of, of the unknown or the future. And so my husband sat me down and said, do chair yoga. And I'll never, you know, That's thank cool. him enough for that because I remember just feeling like oh, I can finally do something that makes me feel good. Um, I feel little sense of being normal again. Uh, and yeah, so I started there and I, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I did little baby steps, right? So like maybe it, Today it was doing chair yoga. Maybe it tomorrow it was, you know, stretching a certain way on the mat. And I took small baby steps to get to that larger goal. Uh, and, and then, then once I became an instructor, so you have to be really good to become an instructor. <laughs> so I took yoga. Um, I then set a goal to do yoga because it was COVID virtually in all 50 states across the country. I did. I completed it. I even took a couple of yoga classes in Australia, uh, Canada. And uh, so I, I hit my goal. And about halfway through, I met some really awesome people in that journey, right? Of like doing small classes uh, all over. And someone said, you know what? Your story can inspire others, uh, especially through your trauma. Um, 
yoga was what helped me through my trauma. And, and so she said, you should consider taking, you know, a yoga teacher training. Um, so I did, and I became a, a yoga instructor, uh, which was, it's super rewarding. I didn't become an instructor because I wanted to get paid for it. I, w- I became a yoga instructor because I wanted to help others like me. I got you, sis. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it feel even sweeter. You know, like that's what makes it even better. May I have to take mm-hmm. my contact now, y'all. Yeah, just, I have very special contacts and they're called scleral. Mm-hmm. Those to keep my eyes all moist, and clearly they're not because that's why they're watering. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> but um, you know, I think that's really. First of all, I didn't know you could take yoga in different states, but I think that this is more about more than yoga. It was about just trying to find where I was talking about this on one of my platforms. Find your. They keep telling you your new normal, right? Mm. And. And that was a term used a lot, even just for COVID, mm. right? Our new normal of wearing masks, our new normal mm. of that. But in the burn unit, they had really used it a lot long before COVID came. Yeah. Me and my new normal changed every time a surgeon picked up his scalpel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how, how do I, how do I do this? How do I, mm-hmm. how do I find it? I think that, uh, I think that your idea of just focusing on it mm. and setting the goals, you know, small goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, you're a yoga instructor. Yeah. And, and you're a marketing professional also. Yeah. So I thought um, I was in marketing, you know, before my injury. And that's kind of what I've done for most of my life. Um, or I should say, even before, right, I graduated college, I, you know, helped my mom with some of her businesses and whatnot. So I'd always kind of loved marketing um, and had gotten into it pretty avidly um, and was working for an agency at the time. Uh, and about two weeks after my burn injury, I joined a Phoenix Society peer support call. Uh, and I will never forget that moment, right, where I connected with my first burn survivor. Uh, and it was just me, right? The, the support call was me and a, a peer supporter and a Phoenix Society staff member. And I uh, was full of questions, as was my husband. <laughs> Anything from, you know, why are my clothes not fitting to um, <laughs> and why am I itching so much? Um, and I found them because I had Googled an article about being burned and itching. Uh, I don't know about you, but we itch yes. <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> Uh, in <laughs> and I still get yeah. it. there's one spot that will itch that I can't scratch and mm-hmm. when I say can't scratch I mean I can but it won't stop itching right right mm-hmm. and and so I remember feeling that um that I'm incessant itch of like literally driving myself crazy um and so I googled you know burns and itching like how can I make it stop um and uh yeah, so that was kind of my first experience with the Phoenix Society, and I joined peer support every single week uh, after that, and have not stopped right since. So uh, that was two years ago, and I still attend a support group uh, even after that. But about I would say uh, January of this year, so I had been going under seven laser surgeries. So I've had some. I don't know if you've had laser. Tanya, but uh, 
one time. I'm putting it off. It's one of the, it's that, I, it needs to happen mm. for my mobility, not mm-hmm. just, I'm really not worried about the way my arms look anymore. I just, yeah. but the contracture, so I've only had one. You probably have more than I have. Did it? I, really- I have one large one on my leg. Um, and so I had decided to do laser. Uh, it was across the state of Florida. So it's, you know, it's, it's tra- quite a travel uh, to do it. But um, so I had had seven laser surgeries and uh, beginning of this year. So around March is when I actually contracted COVID. So I can relate to you um, in that out of a laser surgery. Uh, and as a burn survivor, our immune system, you know, are compromised and not the same as everyone else is. So COVID hit me really hard. Uh, and I thought I recovered and about two weeks later, um, developed an infection, um, and, and was septic, uh, got pretty sick. Um, and I think it was after that, that I had heard almost, you know, I think like a week later, I had heard that Phoenix Society was looking for somebody in marketing. And, uh, to me, that was pretty serendipitous, right? I had been through a lot. I know a lot of burn survivors who, um, it's not a one and done thing that everyone thinks, right? It's, it's a long-term, uh, you are a burn survivor for life and, and there are challenges for life that you deal with. Uh, and so the, the marketing lead position at Phoenix Society opened up and I thought, this is meant to be, it has to be, you know, I've been a marketer long before Phoenix, but, uh, or long before joining Phoenix and, uh, I just thought I have to, I have to do this. This is something that uh, is super passionate about and right. you get the chance to do that in your life. Right. <laughs> the way I saw it was like when I finally worked things out in my mind and it took two and a half years for me to work things out. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, it, I felt like everything in my life had mm. prepared me to do this mm. from uh, makeup and be my diva from doing sales and marketing from just everything the only thing that i'm really trying to learn is how to really run a charity but you know there here you come right <laughs> you know <laughs> Where it is, right? It's right in front of my eyes to learn. Mm. Thought everything led me here. Yes, it was meant to be. And mm. and now, even though I had to be, you know, burned, I I walk in my purpose. Mm. And, mm. and, and so- it took us here, right? It took me to this moment to know what my purpose was. And I don't even think now we know what our ultimate purpose is, right? I, I, we're still going. We're still going. And I, you know, I thought my yoga was, was part of my purpose and then this happened. And so I think it's not over, right? What? No, no, no. <laughs> it's not over, but I just, you know, I just had this one moment where it's like, mm-hmm. I am able to do this. I am able to run companies and I am able to start a profit and I am able to teach people things and and just serendipity mm-hmm. you know, for, for yeah sure. it's a beautiful moment when you find purpose for sure 
really is. It really is. Here's Queen Chloe. Purpose. We should have mm. just seen the show Purpose. Queen Chloe has a lot of purpose. We'll bring you in too. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things um, that has been helping me, I have been struggling with um, my PTSD. Mm. And I couldn't figure out why because I'm doing everything in my mind that I thought I should be doing. Mm. You know, I have to have a life coach. I am a life coach. I get not really a lot of exercise, but a little, a little, and I'm trying to, and I work with people and that makes me feel so good to help Mm. people. But something was going wrong over the past few months. And I was just waking up in the middle of the night screaming and like the energy wasn't right. Things weren't right. Mm. And um, I had been to a Phoenix Society meeting the, I don't know what it's called. It's this, there's a support group, y'all, on the second and fourth Monday of the month. And mm. unless I am working uh, on something, I plan to be there every time because mm. I, I, I walk away with so much mm camaraderie I think and and that's what I need I mean I know it sounds silly because I have so many followers and I have camaraderie but just to sit in that group and Mm. not have to be anybody but me and well I guess I'm always me I don't know how to describe it Mm. it's just such I can't describe the way it feels y'all you know because y'all know I'm always me but there, it's just like, I'm just there to maybe sit and listen. Mm. I, I can listen. I can talk. I can, it's whatever I want to do. But mm. every time I hear something that I either I didn't know or that soothes my soul, because mm. how many times do you get to sit in a group with that many burn survivors? Mm. How many actually sit in a group and, mm. and and topics that you didn't even know were a thing for you? You figure it out. It's just, it's very enlightening. It's very enlightening. Yeah. And, it's and I think you have a powerful, I mean, we all have powerful stories. And so for me, right, joining virtual support isn't just about telling my story, but it's hearing someone else's and to know that, exactly. uh, to empower that person to know that they they're not alone right because i know what that gave me when i joined how i felt after that initial you know that two week mark where that burn survivor who i'm very close with and will never forget right she changed my life and so if i can do that to one right other person i think that's what what truly matters is to be able to to give that back to others but also to know like sometimes we just need someone to understand and uh really really firsthand understands mm -hmm. that's why i try to answer all my messages when people send them to me and now it's getting a little i'm getting a little slower but i'm not stopping i'm gonna i'm gonna do that and i'll be you know sitting on my phone and and (laughs) i'm 80 if i have to but it's important Mm -hmm. to answer those questions when people come Mm -hmm. to me and then now I'm able to direct them because I have a nonprofit, Burn Beauty Inc., but it's not up and running yet. It takes time beyond getting it approved. And 
there's a lot to put together, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it does not matter how we how I help during survivors or what organization it goes through, as long as it gets done. So I was very mm-hmm. excited, um, just even that, you know, like um, you, for example, knew who I was mm-hmm. with the Phoenix Society. I think I've told you that. It's like, mm-hmm. you really know who I am. So it makes you yeah. feel like you are in your purpose. So mm-hmm. let's talk about what the Phoenix Society is doing do you want to talk about that? Like, what is absolutely there for um, people like us coming up? Mm-hmm. So, uh, some immediate things, right? To get involved, I think right off, you know, right off the bat, if you're interested in getting involved, uh, there are two major, right, support rate or three, I should say, major support resources that we have. Uh, virtual support, yes, on the second and fourth Monday, uh, you will likely see me there. Uh, as a su- survivor, not as a Phoenix Society employee, uh, and and you'll see Tanya there. I will also uh, not will also say, I am myself. Yeah, you, you, sometimes I'm in my pajamas. So, uh, <laughs> but um, you, there's one opportunity. Uh, in addition, we do have a Facebook group uh, for burn survivors specifically. Um, and we do a, a Wednesday evening chat. I know we have one coming up um, about beauty specifically, Tanya. So I'm excited for you to be a part of that conversation because I think that is a very popular popular topic for burn survivors, right? Of how do I, how, my, my burns react differently, right? To um, skincare. <laughs> um, so uh, that weekly support chat is through Facebook Messenger. So. Some survivors aren't yet comfortable talking on the phone or, or talking on Zoom. Um, so, you know, the Monday one is on video. If you're not really comfortable with video just yet, uh, the Facebook support chat um, is a great opportunity to just message with other survivors. Uh, so those are the two, you know, that you can immediately get involved in. Uh, we also um, have a SOAR program. So survivors offering assistance and recovery. Um, hospitals all over the country have uh, SOAR programs in place. And those SOAR programs offer peer-to-peer support. So I just became a SOAR supporter myself at the one-year mark. And uh, we offer support in our our local hospitals. um, And we offer that support to other survivors that might, right, in the early stages of burn recovery. I would like to do that. Absolutely. And uh, above that, uh, we just actually recently ended our Journey Forward kit pilot. And so we're excited to take the information from that kit and, and you know, grow that program. But what, what that program was, it was a six-week pilot in which we had this beautifully designed kit uh, that was specifically for survivors. And uh, it was built by survivors themselves, right? We put that together, um, our group of survivors had input uh, and our team at Phoenix Society put together this kit it had a magazine uh, with articles written by burn survivors. Uh, there were some lotion samples, uh, some sheets, uh, dermatherapy. Um, one of our partners provided some FDA approved sheets for that kit. Um, and then we had some Phoenix Society swag to allow you to feel like you're part of our community now, right? Welcome to the family. <laughs> Say that again. You said my words. Swag. I love I love swag. Uh, I love swag. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> Those kits were free to burn survivors in seven of our partner hospitals. Um, we ran that for six months, uh, six weeks. And so uh, those kits were available to them as a resource to help them connect with us sooner, right? Um, just like kind of I had that experience where two weeks after my injury, I connected right away. Some survivors don't find us for- It was years for me. 10, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, it is our goal at the Phoenix Society to connect survivors sooner um, because we know that is an important part of recovery. I think that I would have found you sooner had it not been for the whole COVID thing. Because mm. it was a support group at the hospital that it got canceled for COVID. It mm. was in person. And mm. I just, I could barely see. I could barely hold my phone. I was not like Googling things to find it. Mm. So a bag that you take home with you is a really good idea. And it's something that I've been thinking about for someday, my someday when I have it mm. together, like being able to to send people home with something that says, hey, you know, over the years, here's some of the things we know help. Yeah, yeah. So as a, that, you know, the nonprofit nationally supporting survivors, we want to come together, right, to, to support that. And uh, I think that's really important for us. So we're working on a, a national rollout here to, you know, expand that program in Burton centers across the country uh, so that we can connect, right, connecting to our community of groups sooner so that we can that we can be, all that would be amazing i won't do business with you right now but i'll take georgia <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're excited about that uh we also uh, have <laughs> that was a dream you know, of mine I, I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you but that was a dream of mine in the hospital dead y'all um before I got out of the hospital myself, I wanted to volunteer and I called in the chaplain because I kept talking about it. My husband called him in and he said, you have to have your last surgery first. I still haven't had my last surgery, but he just didn't know the answer. He wanted to soothe me, but it was very sweet of them just to, to entertain it. And I bet a lot of people feel that way while they're in the unit and you're you want to help you want mm. to help the other people there and the nurses mm. so um you've got a whole series of events coming up with phoenix right now we do yeah. yeah yeah so we also have some events uh we have uh what we call our engage series so um we have a virtual program where uh individuals can join uh and kind of do similar to this, right? We can chat and talk and um, with with survivors um, through our virtual messaging platform, but also in you know educational sessions. Uh, a few, our last session was on itch, um, which is you know, and and we also had one on sexuality and relationships uh, because we know that's a huge topic, right? Our sexuality, <laughs> yeah, uh, that changes, right? Or or at least it, it can. <laughs> I mean, it, right? it doesn't go away, but it's, it changes just like the rest of your life, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. you know, I, I hate that I missed that one um, because I heard it was a really good talk, you know? Well, like, good news. <laughs> you can actually sign up, register for it, and you get access to all of the, the recordings. I don't think uh, so. tell, tell us where to sign up for all of the recordings. Yeah, so the actual website itself um, is events, like, let me pull it for you, phoenix-society.org. And uh, all the information to get access to that content is available there. Events. 
no. phoenix-society.org. Yep. Okay. I was going to type it, but I can't. It would take me too long. <laughs> so even, if you go to our website, you can see it. On, it's also on our website as well. What, to get what, access to across that. the screen, just add www.events.us. And that's going to be cool because there's going to be different types of things and yeah. people that be there. And um, I know there's all different yeah. topics. All different topics. Yeah, lots lots to see there. Um, we have more coming up. So we have a writing session uh, where you can kind of learn about how to tell your story, right, through words. Uh, so we have that coming up. There's lots. And then we do have some pop-up uh, sessions that we have planned as well. So exciting things to happen um, on that front that are coming soon. Uh, and then above that, Tanya, I think, you know, the advocacy for the burn survivor, I think there are things that Phoenix Society, you know, having worked, working there now, um, I see, you know, there's a lot of advocacy that we do that may not be necessarily seen to all of the survivors out there, but uh, we work and help with, uh, with Amy, our CEO, does sit on, you know, other boards, um, helps advise other organizations uh, about, you know, advocacy around the burn survivor. So I think that's a huge part of what we do, right, ensuring that uh burn survivors feel seen and heard right in the community and that's the biggest thing i don't think that we are um mm. fully represented as mm. we are in our in our beauty and our talent and our glory i don't think that we're uh, our struggles right seeing what we go through <laughs> and our everything it's just you know when people find out you're a burn survivor they don't really know anything about it they know more about cancer or you know or any or yeah that they've heard. i didn't know anything about it and i like you said that you had no idea but what were our examples so we have to be more active and we have to be seen Mm -hmm. And we're we're winding down, so I'm going to give. If does anyone have any questions for Amber, particularly about anything, um, well, about anything. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that, um, but I was just going to say particularly about the Phoenix Society because I'm really taken with this Phoenix Engage series. I'm, um, I think I'm going to do the. Um, Writing. or do yeah I, i've been i need to write a book and <laughs> i have a lot of yeah. things and and why not when you have that advice from an author who is also a burn survivor mm. but i also so i was gonna say tanya too our, we do have a resource library online so a complete blog with all sorts of resources and things so we would love uh for you to check that out you know there's courses there's uh guides and all sorts of things on there as well i would love to do that and here's queen chloe who is an amazing young woman who's been on this podcast you should watch her episode it's amazing i would love to and, yeah uh, uh who knew it was a whole community for us you wouldn't unless you've been through it exactly mm -hmm. i mean you just don't even know and that's what feels so good about the support group. I mean, you know, like Chloe, I've met you and everyone here that's making comments and Amber, I draw my strength from from, mm. from the people I meet, the people that follow and the people that I sometimes entertain or <laughs> whatever, mm. or, yeah. or help. I, I pull my strength from that, but the support group is so nice.
just because, like you said, you're in, you might be in your pajamas. It's very yeah. relaxed <laughs> and it's very cool and you don't have to worry, you know, I mean, we don't have to work exactly. We keep each other going. <laughs> Somebody once told me, right? The burn community is the you know the greatest family you never wanted to be a part of, and it's so true. Um, all to the end, and now we have, <laughs> all the way to the end. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. Other tears. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a beautiful community, and I've met the most amazing people because of it. And I, you know, Tanya, you're an example, right? A beautiful example of. <laughs> I was like, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though, right? You just, you never, um, I've made lifelong friendships with people who are some of the most beautiful people, right? And uh, I've I, that I've ever met. And they've been through some incredible things. Um, and I have lifelong friends as a part of it. And, um, you know, I'm often asked, do you regret, right? Do you regret that it happened? I don't, um, you know, that may be different for others, but uh, it has changed me and I found my purpose because of it. Me too, me too. So, so that's really, I, I really like that. I did, not, I did not know your story we got on tonight, but um, I knew you. <laughs> I, I just knew it would be very meaningful. And um, it is, and like Chloe says, we definitely keep each other going and that's what we need to do. As birth survivors, if you, you know, I'm always posting and telling you guys the dream, but I'm, I'm one person, so it might take some to get to you. This peer support mm. with the Phoenix Society, that mm. sounds amazing. I've not done that. I wish I'd had that. Maybe, mm. I, okay, I don't go back into the past, but it would have been a nice thing while I was trying to work through my yeah what's next and and we do have mental health team members standing by so um if, if anyone does need support that's another program that we offer in terms of whether it's you chatting us through facebook messenger or emailing us um we do have folks obviously you know if, if it is crisis you know dial 911 or, or you know the the important you know contact the counselor but if there is you know you need help you need support you need resources uh we're here for you well, I am going forward. I definitely want to be very involved. We and want you involved, Tanya. <laughs> Burn Beauty Inc. will be very involved. <laughs> because um, really, this was my goal from the beginning to help other burn survivors as much as possible. And, you know, encouraging people, that's fantastic. But I want to help people as much as possible. So mm, to finish you're our doing it. Tonight, <laughs> what, 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 what is next for you, Amber? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, personally, right, just uh, after my accident at the beginning of the year, I learned a lot about self-care. Right. And um, learning to say no um, and, and protecting myself. Uh, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard to do. Um, but uh, 
professionally here with Phoenix Society. Uh, we have so much, uh, so many exciting things, you know, on the horizon. And so uh, I would say stay, you know, involved in the community. Uh, I think there are so many, right, um, organizations out there that do support burn survivors. And we're so grateful for all of them. And I think having our voice together, right, is, you know, having our advocates stand together like you and uh, all of us standing together to make that representation of what a burn survivor is. There's no certain look, there's mm -hmm. no certain profession, there's no certain personality, but we know we are all very different, but very similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And uh, yeah. so I think professionally, you know, it's continuing to help grow the Phoenix society. Um, I'm so grateful that you had me here because this is just one step, right. Of, of ensuring that we can be, yeah, you do have to protect your peace. <laughs> you know enough eternally. So I think, thank you so much. Uh, the my takeaway from this tonight, especially with the protect your peace where we are right now, I would say that part of learning to protect your peace is taking time mm. for yourself and learning, mm. to, like learn that these support groups are important. I've only been mm. to three mm. after all the things you've seen me do for you. I've only been to three. I won't be missing anymore because I need them. Mm. I need them. So do that for yourself. Mm. And, you know, check out the phoenixsociety.org. You'll find everything you need there. And thank you so much for joining us, Amber. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, I'm blessed you had me on. <laughs> uh, I'm blessed to have you. You think they'll see us together anytime soon? I, I hope so. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. So thank you guys. Remember that we do this to reach out to other burn survivors. So subscribe, comment, like, share. That is the best thing that you can do for us to make sure that someone who needs to hear this hears it today. We love you too, Queen Chloe. Mm. And thank you so much. Um, you. Whatever you're going through, please do remember that this too shall pass. Mm. Say bye. 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 Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you.